Hello and welcome to the Mon Kinlock podcast. I'm your host, Mon. I'm a soul-led women's coach, a life coach, a health coach, and a personal trainer. And I am obsessed with all things life empowerment, soul purpose, holistic wellness, personal development, and deepening connection with self. My mission is to help empower women like yourself to reconnect with your innate power by providing the tools, the guidance, and a safe space to feel seen and heard so you can truly thrive in the most beautiful way. So if you're ready to live a life you are proud of, a life that absolutely lights your soul up, and a life that is so in alignment with your core values and soul purpose, this is exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to podcast episode number three. How exciting. Welcome, welcome. I hope you're having a lovely day or night whenever you're listening. This episode, this episode is going to be a pretty vulnerable episode for me, just in keeping with the theme of what this podcast is all about. I actually really want to talk about and dive into, as weird as it may sound right off the bat, I want to talk about how I experienced life on Sunday, two days ago. I had a full-on meltdown and I had a full-on adult tantrum that lasted the entire day. And it was just not a great day. <laughs> Realistically, it was not a great day, but a lot came from it and I, I was able to take a lot from it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Before I get into that, I do want to say that a big part of the reason why I feel like I'm drawn to talk about this and just to bring, just to open this conversation up is because I've, I have found, look, maybe it's just me and my experiences in life, but I have found that most people that I have met in life struggle to be open and vulnerable about their struggles. Now, I bring that up because we are all humans going through our own life on this earth. We all, you know, part of the experience of being human is the ups and the downs. We can't have the ups without the downs, right? It's just an inherent part of life. We can't have the yin without the yang. We can't have night without dark. Do you know what I mean? There's polarity to life. And as humans, we are all capable of feeling the entirety of the human spectrum. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand where it's coming from in terms of fear of, of rejection, fear of whatever it may be, but it's, I just think it's so important that there is conversation out there, you know, where people are being vulnerable and are being open about the not so great times in their life, about the struggles, about what they're going through and how they're, how they're learning or what they're learning in the moment, what their lessons are at the moment. I think there's just so much power in being able to be authentically you through the ups and the downs and being vulnerable and and open through it all. Disclaimer, I do understand that there's a difference between, you know, being open to sharing and being a Debbie Downer or being someone who just is an energy drainer. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about here. I just, I want for you as you're listening to this to know that it's okay to share your life in its complexity to those around you and to still be okay. If you're the one opening the conversation to that, other people are going to feel more comfortable, or at least I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen with me talking about this. <laughs> but it's true. If we can be leaders within our space, that's how we initiate change around us. So that's the sort of change that I want to initiate. I just feel like life is so much more wholesome in that way. When we can have wholesome conversations that include talk about, you know, 
the great moments and the not so great moments. This is how we learn and this is how we appreciate people for who they are in their entirety. So that being said, that was just my little rant for the day, (laughs) for the episode. Today, I am going to be talking about boundaries, what they are and why they are important. I'm going to be talking about prioritizing and communicating your needs over your fears. I'm going to be talking about inner child, so what your inner child is and how it is involved when it comes to consciously up-leveling within your life. And I'm going to be talking about what it means to truly allow yourself to feel your feelings, separate to talking about your feelings, what it means to truly allow yourself to feel and express and honor your feelings for what they are. I know that a lot of us grow up not feeling safe to express and really sit in our feelings and that needs to change because that is not healthy for anyone. By the way, all of these points that I'm touching on, this is all what came up for me on Sunday. So it was actually a pretty great day in terms of being able to take lessons from it. And I think that's worth noting. Again, just bringing it back to the fact that we're humans and part of life is the not so great moments. It's the lessons, it's the downfalls, it's it's all of that. If you want, there can be a lesson in anything, but also there can be growth in anything. And you can take positive from anything. You can take lessons from anything. You don't have to. Um, and it's not vital that you do so, but you can. The option is there. And I like to remind myself of that because it just helps me through the tougher moments in life to know that I am actually going to get something out of this moment. You know, I, I may not be aware of it now, but at some point I will be. And that's going to mean that my depth of life, my depth of experience of life is going to be greater in the outcome of this. I hope that makes sense for you. It makes sense for me. So <laughs> hopefully I'm not talking gibberish here. But okay, let's get into it. So entering into this year, I knew it would stretch me, both with pushing through resistance to get things done. And I'm talking here, discipline and consistency is a huge theme that I am going through this year with, just really practicing my discipline in my consistency, with my actions, with my work, with the way that I show up online, within my brand, within everything in life, really. So that already is going to be pushing me because I am someone who, when I'm pushing through fear, I procrastinate. So if I'm letting fear overrule me, I'm going to procrastinate. So I knew it would stretch me in that it would push me. And part of the discipline in consistency is showing up through it all, through the tough moments, through the moments where I can't be bothered, through the moments where I'm just tired and don't care. So that being said, this year I can feel is a huge up level for me. I can really already feel how just committing to the year is pushing me to grow and up level. I have done enough personal development throughout my life and I am aware enough of the energetics of up leveling to understand that because I am choosing to consciously up level my life in so many ways externally this year, I am going to be experiencing a lot internally. Our external environment is always a reflection of our internal environment. Now, what I mean by that is we are only a couple weeks into the year and I have already realized that I need to let go of certain things within my life the way that they are so that I can make room for the new. I have held space for and processed grief alongside that. I have experienced multiple very intense emotional releases that I have held the space for and the intensity of which has transcended emotion that belongs to me. I'm talking, there have been moments where I have truly experienced ancestral healing and clearing through these emotional releases. This is through facilitated breath work that I do. And alongside all of that, I have dug into discipline to the extent in which I have never been able to manage previously without becoming overwhelmed and just having to pull the plug on everything to let my nervous system have a breather. 
So I've experienced all this internal shifting and releasing and the result of that or the other side of that, I should say, the external of that is I'm noticing that I'm shifting in the way that I show up within my life in ways that I want to, right? This is conscious up-leveling. So I bring that all up to really, really highlight the fact that this year is big for me and that there's a lot going on internally, right? Now, yes, I'm very well aware of the fact that that's probably had a lot to do with this meltdown that I had on Sunday. Just a lot going on in my body was just like, meh, I need a moment just to reset and recalibrate. We ain't got this. Just give us a moment here. But regardless of any of that, the fact is that it happened and I want to go into the lessons that I learned and that I took from that. So first and foremost, this meltdown really truly represented to me the fact that boundaries are so important. And this is something that I really had actually neglected within the first couple weeks of the year. I had entered the year with such strong intention to get so much done this year and I know that it means that at the moment I'm quite busy with my time. I lead quite a busy schedule. I'm, you know, I work a full-time job. I'm personal training on top of that. Then I've got this. I'm also juggling my health and my fitness, my emotional, spiritual, mental and physical health. Then there's any family and social commitments on top of that. Now, unfortunately, I'm a human. I can't juggle everything evenly. I actually want to quickly bring up here that my interpretation of a healthy balance in life is that it's always contextual. You may or may not resonate with this and that's fine. For me, what I've realized within my life is that what may be a balance today may not be a balance tomorrow in the sense that today my balance might be I'm able to accomplish A, B, C, D, E, F, G and A, B, C might be health related DEF might be social related and whatever else letters in the alphabet might be something else, right? And I'm able to accomplish everything. Tomorrow, my balance may be I need to prioritize my rest and that feels good for me. And anything more than that is just going to be throwing me off balance because it's not what I need and it's not what I can cope with anymore. So for me, my balance right now is I'm focusing on my goals, my goals being financial, business and health. Social isn't up there on my top three goals for this year. And that's fine. I actually made a decision last year while I was creating my goals for this year that my social life was going to be on the back burner until I could create more of a sense of steadiness within the other areas of my life so that then off that I could rejoin the social world, so to speak. But being summer, being the beginning of the year, I don't know what it is about this time of the year that everyone wants to do everything and that's fine. I was finding it really hard to say no to people. I am naturally an introvert. I get my energy from being alone and I am a recovering people pleaser. This touching on two core wounds of fear of rejection and fear of abandonment. So the fact that I had all these social things coming up meant that I was fighting between two parts of me, the part that is an introvert. I'm already expending so much energy doing, you know, working on my businesses and my health And I need that time outside of that to really recharge on my own. But on the other hand, I don't want to say no to people. I don't want to risk that fear of rejection, that fear of abandonment. And it's nice to catch up with people. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I love my friends and I love my family and I love being able to spend time with them. But what was happening was I was saying yes to this thing and then this thing and then this thing and then this thing. And before I knew it, I didn't have time for my work. I didn't have time for myself. I wasn't recovering between everything that I was doing and I was freaking out because I felt like I was so behind and I wasn't getting anything done. It was just, it was a lot. So basically it all just came crashing down on me when I realized I was absolutely unable to hold space for the day, let alone for myself, my work and for others. 
I ended up cancelling halfway through a catch-up with my mum. I love my mum. I love spending time with her. So that was really sad and really hard for me to do, but it was just, I just couldn't do it. I spent hours trying to record a simple podcast. I'm not going to air it. I don't even know what I was saying. My brain just wasn't working. Like I said, I couldn't hold space for anything. I wasn't eating the right foods because I didn't prepare for the day. I didn't have the energy to be looking around for the right foods. So that's not great. Everything was affected. My personal health, my relationships, my physical health, my mental health, everything was affected by the fact that I, I don't know, I just, I hit a wall. (laughs) So boundaries are important. I love this conversation because I know that so many people struggle with boundaries. It's actually incredibly common. I know for most of my life, I wasn't aware of what healthy boundaries were, what they represented why they were important, and most importantly, how to implement them. I definitely was not aware of all of that, and that was just through the modeling that I grew up with, with my parents, with my schooling, with my friends, all of that. I just, I wasn't aware. I wasn't taught. Not consciously. This is all subconscious teaching. But yeah, I had to consciously go and learn. It was through breakdowns in my relationships that I actually realized, like, really intense breakdowns in my relationships and really toxic relationships with exes, one in particular that comes to mind where I realized I didn't have a choice. I did not have a choice if I wanted to really be in control of my life and take ownership of my life and my part in relationships I needed to learn. So just in case you're not entirely clear on what boundaries are yourself and what I mean by this, basically boundaries enable freedom. What I mean by that is boundaries allow the structure within which to expand in a safe place, in a safe way. For instance, I'm going to talk about a glass of water here. Water, if you're just going to pour it from your hand to the floor, it'll just go anywhere. Whereas water poured specifically into an empty glass will fall within the structure of the glass, obviously, until it spills over the boundary of the glass. To relate this to a coaching experience that a client might have with a coach, for instance, uh, you can think of the glass as the safety that is provided within a coaching container that a client is working within. And the water can represent the ability for the client within that safety of that container to express themselves and allow themselves to be truly seen and heard because they know that they are held by the boundaries of that container. And it's so exciting when you know this and when you're aware of this, because it allows you to realize that there is so much freedom that can be had when we are living in accordance with healthy boundaries right? Boundaries allow people to know what someone else's limits are, and they tie in really well with standards. You setting healthy boundaries is akin to setting healthy standards for yourself. Basically, what you will tolerate and won't tolerate in your life, right? So to bring this back to myself, I was so caught up with the fear of rejection and the fear of abandonment, along with the ever-present high expectations of myself that I can do it all, that I ignored my boundaries. In this instance, I should have made it clear that I was unable to commit to so many social things so close together and that I needed to prioritize myself first. I'll I'll repeat that. My priority was to prioritize myself first so that I could show up fully with my external relationships. And further to that, I should have expressed that I'm still coming to grips with a new lifestyle that is inherently very demanding right? I'm busy and I'm pushing through a lot of quote unquote glass ceilings that I had set for myself within my life previously. This is what an up level is. And I need to honor that it's taking me time to adjust. I wasn't doing that. So what I'm taking from this experience is that first and foremost, my gut feeling never fails me. 
That was probably a leap in the conversation, but I, I knew it. I knew when I was being asked to commit to X, Y, and Z with A, B, and C, I just didn't feel right in that moment. I'm not saying that I, I don't want to see people and that's not it. What I'm saying is I was neglecting to approach the conversation in a way that was allowing for me to be respectful of myself, respectful of my energy, respectful of where I am at this point in my life, and respectful of what I honestly can maintain and juggle in a way that allows for as much fluidity without breaking down. And this is the thing, this is the other part of the conversation, and a big part as to why people really struggle to enforce boundaries. This doesn't have to be a tough conversation. Boundaries don't have to be harsh right? You know, I'm going to reiterate here. I am not saying that I needed to say, you know what? Don't even ask me to hang out with you because I'm, I don't want to. I don't have the time for you. This has nothing to do with that. This was about me realizing that I should have been more vulnerable. I should have been more honest and I should have been more open about how I was truly struggling to, to manage everything. And that's, that's the truth. I am. It's, it's, it's a new chapter in my life and it's taking me time to adjust. But again, the other side of that is people's reactions. We absolutely have no control over how other people will or may respond to anything that we say or do in life. The only thing that we have control of is ourselves. So to bring it back to what I was saying previously, if we're not respecting ourselves, we can't expect other people to respect us. If we're not honoring ourselves, we can't expect other people to honor us, especially if they don't know what it means for us to honor ourselves in that moment. So that's where clear communication is important. However, yes, the idea of other people not meeting you where you're at is entirely a possibility and it happens and it happens regularly and it's just part of human interactions, right? However, like I just said, if we're not honoring ourselves, we can't expect other people to honor us either. It starts when we honor ourselves. Respect for ourselves starts with us. And if other people cannot and will not accept that, then that unfortunately is on them. And I understand it's hard when we're talking about family dynamics and and really strong friendships or work relationships, whatever it may be. I understand the complexity here. I'm not ignoring that. I'm saying that regardless of that, we are our own top priority here. And when we're not putting ourselves first, no one else is going to put ourselves first. It's just the way that it is, right? I mean, they may, but not at that true soul core level. We owe it to ourselves first, and then we pave the way for others to do that for us. And it it may be tricky, it may be challenging, but it is where the work is. This is where self-respect stems from. So a little bit of a little bit of a tangent there. Let me know if this resonates, by the way. I really would love to delve deeper into the world of boundaries. It's so important. So, so, so important and such a necessary conversation to have. But anyway, let's move on. So reining this podcast in again, bringing it back to the way that up-leveling is not just as simple as stepping into a new role in life without the human experience attached to it, right? Bringing it back to the fact that our external is a mirror of our internal. If we're up-leveling in the external, we can expect big things shifting internally. I'm going to say it again, and I'm probably going to say it a million more times. We are humans living a human experience. We're not robots, which inherently means we hold the capacity for the full spectrum of human emotion. And when we're working through an up level, as I mentioned earlier, oftentimes a lot can and will surface. We can think about it this way. Our life in any point in time is a reflection of our self-worth at that point in time. And when we're up leveling any part of our life, we are shifting and expanding our self-worth relative to that specific thing that we are up leveling in. 
This is all subconscious here. I'm bringing in some bigger conversations here. So I'll explain. Since our self-worth relative to anything in our life is intrinsically linked with our inner child, oftentimes it is our inner child that is truly feeling that growth and that up level. And this is deep, deep work, even if we are not truly consciously aware of it. Now, I feel like I just touched on a lot, so I'll clarify. Firstly, when I mention your inner child, when we're young, specifically between the ages of 0 to 7, maybe 0 to 14 if we're being generous here, our brains are like sponges and we pick up everything, anything and everything that's going on around us, we pick up and we internalize it. So I mean when we're looking at people interacting with other people, when we're looking at people interacting with us as we're experiencing our own lives, it's during these years that we pick up whatever is going on around us and we use that information. That information becomes stored in our brain and we internalize that information as belief systems, as quote unquote truths. And we will internalize something either through the lens of high self-worth, as in I am worth this, I am worth love because my mom says that I am loved, or we internalize it through the lens of pain or shame or shadow. For instance, if you saw your parents arguing a lot as a kid, you may, this is just an example, you may internalize the fact, even subconsciously, that parents fight, right? And so that could be a shadow of yours. That could be something that you really struggle with without even realizing it. So I hope that that makes sense. We all have an inner child and that inner child remains part of us. It remains part of our subconscious. And it's that part of our subconscious that remembers that programming, so to speak. It's the part within you that gets triggered whenever something triggers a deep insecurity about something you may or may not even remember you picked up during those formative years of your life. Often times core wounds or schemas or shadows are linked to the pain, the shame or the programming that we picked up during this time, like I just explained. So again, anything in our external world at any point in time is a mirror of our internal subconscious world. And that external world that we're living in is a reflection of our sense of self-worth at that point in time. I hope that makes sense. I hope that's clear enough. So if we are up-leveling in any point in our life, we are up-leveling subconsciously and potentially forming new beliefs, potentially rewiring circuits in our brain to become more comfortable with a quote-unquote higher or greater sense of what we can manage within our lives. And that subconscious work is going to involve your inner child. If your inner child is the part of you that really feels these beliefs as truths, it's your inner child that's got to do the experiencing and the growing and the expanding to shift those truths, to break through those truths, to create new truths. So I feel like that is a whole conversation that I probably should have put in another podcast, but I did want to mention it here. I just wanted to lay the groundwork so that you can understand what I mean here when I say this year is big for me. I'm consciously choosing to uplevel my life. Internally, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of rewiring, a lot of fears are being hit and, and whatnot. So in challenging what feels normal and natural, I am stepping into the unknown and it's bringing up here subconsciously certain fears, core fears and limiting beliefs. This is the pain, shame and shadow that I spoke about. All that's coming up because it's being directly targeted by my actions right now. And these are core beliefs core fears, core belief systems that have previously helped keep me where I was because that was safe. I really do hope that that makes sense. Please let me know if it doesn't. Please let me know if you want me to expand on any of this. I'm really happy to do so. This is a huge conversation. And just because it's the first time I've mentioned any of this here, I really wanted to go into and explain, at least give a thorough enough explanation of what I was talking about. But yes, I really, really do hope that makes sense. So yeah. 
Essentially, as an emotional being, as we all are, we experience emotions, we are emotional beings, an up-level that touches on a limiting belief or a core wound will always bring up emotions that are associated with the pushing through of that fear and that limiting belief. It's almost like, well, it is definitely like our brains and our bodies are wired and programmed to keep us safe. So when we're challenging something that feels safe, our bodies are like, no, no, no. And it sort of freaks out. And that can lead to a meltdown, right? That can lead to a bad day. That can lead to self-sabotaging behaviors. It's so common for that to happen. And I'm not going to lie, part of this meltdown was probably that. My body just going, no. And or... Again, I've been in this space for a while and I think it was really just my body was just acclimatizing to a new normal and it just needed to have a freak out for a moment and then move on. That evening, I did a breathwork session. I had a huge emotional release and I received the download for this podcast. 100% I wouldn't have been able to have the capacity for that if I wasn't at this point in my life, if I wasn't going through this up level where I am consciously allowing for that space within my nervous system, right? So there's a lot happening. There's a lot that I'm touching on here. But yeah, basically what I'm saying is we are complex beings and it's okay to allow for these things to happen because they can and they will. We are not robots. I will say that until I'm blue in the face. We're not robots. We are meant to feel. The feeling is important. It is part of the journey, right? It is part of the journey and it is part of the up-leveling and it is part of how we go through our lives, whether or not we're up-leveling, you know, just living. We are, we are emotional beings. And I just want to expand on that very quickly before I close out this podcast, because I feel like I have rattled on for a while. I mentioned earlier that I grew up without a sense of what healthy boundaries were. To link that to what I'm saying now, it is so important for us to feel safe when we are expressing our emotions, to know that we can express our emotions completely and totally, but in a way that's, you know, safe and and secure and that's not going to harm anyone and that we're not going to be judged for it. That is true emotional liberation, I feel. And a lot of us have grown up without really understanding how to do that. And I definitely grew up without knowing how to do that. I grew up in a family where, you know, if I was upset, my parents, God bless them, they did the best that they could, but they struggled with that. Maybe it's the depth of my emotions. I don't know. I've always just been a very emotional person. And that started from when I was younger. It's just who I am at my core. And so I grew up internalizing, whether or not it's what they meant or not, it's just how I internalized it. This is the inner child internalizing things. I internalized it that it wasn't safe for me to express my emotions. And so I didn't. And then I would end up having a full-on meltdown where I had zero control over my emotions because there was no healthy boundary there in the first place. But it was going to have to happen eventually because I couldn't store all this emotion inside my body without it coming to the surface. So having that space and that opportunity to feel and express is so, so, so important. I'm not going to talk about that more other than to say that this is what I help my clients through in coaching. This is where A, emotional soothing comes into play and self-soothing comes into play, but also energetic practices and somatic practices to allow you to tap into the emotion and to really feel and express the emotion in a way that is honoring the emotion and not just letting the emotion run wild, but it's it's magic. When you understand how to do this and how important it is, you know, you can really truly appreciate so much more within your life because you're able to hold so much more within your life. It becomes normal for you to hold space for the light and the dark within you. And that is, yeah, 
It's amazing. It's incredible. So I do offer, if you're interested in learning techniques about that, I am available for coaching. You can reach out via my website. That is all I'm going to say for now, because this podcast has been a lot, but I did just want to open the conversation up to that. I can expand more on that if you would like as well in future podcasts. Let me know, reach out. I'm always, always happy to chat. I love for this to be a collaborative space, but yeah, that's it for today. Wow. I didn't realize this was going to be such an intense episode. I guess it ties in with the theme of the intensity of how I was feeling on Sunday. I'm going to leave it there. I hope you, again, are having a lovely day or night whenever you're listening. I hope that this has been informative and I guess a permission slip for you to just be who you are and know that you don't have to be perfect through life. And yeah. I love you. I'm sending you so much love and thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this. This means so much. I love this. This is probably my favorite thing to do ever. So knowing that it's actually reaching your ears and reaching your hearts is means the world to me. So reach out if you feel called. I would love that. And yeah, I will talk with you in the next podcast. I'm sending you so much love. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune into this episode. I am celebrating you for taking the time out of your own day to do something for yourself. I really do appreciate your support through this platform, and I truly hope you got something valuable out of the episode. It would mean the absolute world to connect with you outside of this space. So please reach out via my Insta at mon underscore kinlock and let me know your key takeaways, what you loved about the app, or even what you would love for me to expand on in future apps. You are also very welcome to leave a review. And so that this podcast can have the best chance at reaching the people that truly will benefit from it, please take a screenshot and share this episode on your socials, again, tagging me at mon underscore kinlock. On a different note, to check out my current coaching offers, my digital products, and my blog, head to my website, www.monkinlock.com, and you can find everything there. As always, I am sending you so much love. Until next time, chat soon. Bye.